Welcome to the Wild Abide Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Allness. I am so excited to lead you on this journey of shaking off shame, stirring up hope, and running after our dreams together. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by our free 2020 vision guide. If you feel overwhelmed or are simply craving a clear purpose in the middle of everyday life, this short guide is for you. You can get it for free today at thewildabide.com slash 2020 vision or find it linked in the show notes. Now back to our main event. Okay, guys, today we have a special treat I have here live and in person my husband Caleb. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is going to be a little bit different than some of our other interviews or solo shows because you are catching me in a conversation with my best friend, which means there's going to be probably a little more laughter than Mm -hmm. normal. It's going to be a little bit more back and forth. I'm going to probably talk more and share more of my opinions, which I don't try to, I try not to do that in interviews because I want to be really focused on the other person, but this is really just a marriage conversation and a look into our life. One could say it's marriage 101, but not really because we only have two years of experience. No, we're not teaching a marriage (laughs) class anytime soon. (laughs) No, thank you. But it will be fun. It'll be fun. And people do ask us and talk to us a bit about what it's like to do marriage and ministry together. I wanted to have Caleb on from the very beginning. You're our only dude guest so far. Nice. Yeah. And probably we'll be our main dude guest. But it just gives a fun opportunity to really get to talk about what does it look like to dream with your spouse or significant other how do we do it together? A different perspective, because you and I are different people. Very different. And But also very fun. similar. Caleb, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Where do I start? <laughs> you were born. I was born. Once upon a time, I was born. Uh, no, so I am, well, some of them might already know, because I know you share a lot about us. Um, but I'm a, the youth and communications pastor at our church here in Fargo. Uh, our church is Burning Hearts Church. I've been there for two years now. Um, love doing that. Love the youth, the youths, as uh, Schmidt, Schmidt would say. Um, I appreciate them and love them dearly and um, have a huge heart for the local church um, and seeing unity um, within the body of Christ and within the different denominational ties. Um, so that's a little bit about me. I don't know if you want. What do you like to do for fun? <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. I love uh, Star Wars and board games, specifically, uh, well, more video games than board yeah, games. Yeah, I was like look, giving you look, a look. I like, like Catan. Come on, yeah. I like Catan, yeah. which is a nerdy one too. Um, and I love the outdoors. I love hunting. I love um, just being out in nature and hammocking and doing all those things. Um, I love coffee. I love making coffee. And just having a fun time. What a lot of people probably don't know about both of us is that we both grew up as pastor's kids and in ministry families. And both of us went to state schools to get degrees that had nothing to do with ministry. 
and on our first like long conversation with each other we both said I have a heart for like general ministry and missions and nonprofit work but I don't ever want to do church ministry and specifically you told me that you didn't want to be a pastor and I thought score I found a dude who has a heart for the same things I have a heart for, but he doesn't want to be a pastor. Then what happened, Caleb? Then the Lord had a different plan. And long story short, I'm a pastor. Was that a super easy, fluffy, feel-good transition? Absolutely not. There was a lot of challenges. I think there's a lot of points. I think in the midst of our even relationship to you, uh, we had moments where... It was like brushing against each other in like hard ways and, and forming what maybe came off as um, jealousy towards certain people or um, uncomfortability. And it was really like looking back, it was the Lord like showing me like there's something more that I have for you. And there's something in the realm of pastoral ministry that you at one point said you didn't want anything to do with it that actually I've like wired you to be able to, or to want that and to like really love and disciple people. Yeah. It surprised us. It started with God just kind of like tugging your heart and it was a very confusing process at first because we didn't really know what was happening and you had a lot of like feelings that you weren't sure what they meant or how to articulate them and we also were just learning the difference between verbal and internal processing because mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm a verbal processor and caleb is not as much very internal yeah so that was a learning curve in the call of ministry as god was stirring in your heart you had to learn how to clue me in and i had to learn how to be patient yeah which is a process it is a process and then we walked through this season of you not getting any other job and applying to dozens and dozens of jobs. And then you started working very, very, very part-time for the church, like five hours a week. Mm -hmm. And it was steadily growing and we were both steadily feeling the call that like, yeah, that's, I think, where you're supposed to be working. And then you were offered a job. And it was a 20-hour week part-time job with a few hours to spend um, discipling youth students, which was really cool. But then what happened, Caleb? But then I go on my first day, which is our staff meeting day, um, to be a part of, obviously, the staff meeting. And while I was there, um, our lead pastor, she had mentioned um, that they, you know, they were really excited for me to hop on and kind of giving me a little bit of a heads up of like some, some of the full description of my job. Um, cause at the time I had been hired, my like position was youth and media associate. Um, and so at the time I thought it was going to be a lot more of, um, media and like graphics and communication, um, which was all the things I went to school for. Uh, and then I just would happen to get to disciple and mentor some youth students throughout the week. Um, but she, in the midst of sharing the job description was talking about how, um, she basically got to a point where she's like, yeah, by the way, like in the next month, we're actually going to be transitioning fully the responsibilities of the youth ministry, which had just started uh, like three, four months before that uh, over to me. And I was going to be the one heading up what the ministry was going to be going after. And then that following Sunday, uh, we were sitting in church 
uh, I remember specifically where we were sitting in the right, like right side of the <laughs> I sanctuary. Exactly where you were too. All I remember is I see like our lead pastor. She had mentioned she's like, guys, we're really really excited that we're welcoming on a new youth pastor. And I remember we both looked at each other and we're like, did she just say pastor? Like, did he just become a pastor did- now in this moment <laughs> while sitting in this chair at church? Like, is he a pastor now? And what? so then that spiraled down a road of just figuring out what that meant and what God was doing in that and um, had f- further conversations with um, my, like the lead pastor yeah. and So you just pursued licensure uh, about a year ago. You went full, actually exactly a year ago, you went full time yep. after a slow growing process. Yep. And then got licensed. Our youth group has now been around for a year and a half on a weekly basis. Yep. And then we just switched over from Sunday nights to Wednesday nights this summer and saw a lot of growth with that change. We had someone come to our youth group who had heard about our youth group and we both just about like lost it. We were like, what people know about our youth group outside of like our church? Because for so long we were trying to even just let our church know that we had a youth group and we felt like people in our church didn't know we had a youth group or just that whole process was so slow. So tell people about what our youth group looks like right now. Yeah. So one, even just to add, like it was building a lot of consistency was what we focused yeah. on for so long was it was the consistency piece. Our youth group right now, we have about 25 students that come regularly, um, which is super amazing. We meet every Wednesday um, and God's just been doing a lot of really cool things. There's a lot of hunger and growth in these students um, to just seek after more of God um, and more after his presence um, in worship and in the word and in community. And still growing our leaders. We have uh, some amazing solid leaders. And if they're listening to this, we love you. Hey, <laughs> and shout out. shout out to them and just the amazing like stuff that they do and they're pouring their hearts out mm-hmm. to these students. Um, and lots of fun dreams uh, coming up in 2020 that I feel the Lord's like pressing on for um, the youth of not only our church, but the youth of uh, our, our city here in Fargo and um, partnering with more ministries and even schools and um other pastors here in town to you to just continue to seek after more of God and um, to really encourage the students of Fargo that there's there's more. So let's hop into a little bit about actually ministry life with where this conversation is going. We'll go there and then we'll hit some dreaming and we're going to run through those rapid fire questions that I've been asking everyone else too. Perfect. It'll be fun. With ministry life, we got a question on Instagram and someone asked us, how do we focus on each other and stay focused on each other in the midst of ministry? The first thing that popped in my head, there's probably a lot of things. And I say all this to say that we aren't perfect at it yet. Nope. If you're looking for perfection, go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. We're not perfect. I don't ever really want to be perfect because I think there's a beauty in the learning and a beauty in the the mess, if you will. Um, that's kind of even like Liv's message and heart for what she's doing too. But the first thing that popped in my head when I heard this question was um, the, the thing that I think that we do really well and that we have consistently been doing. And it seems weird because we're so young and so fresh in marriage, but like we do a weekly date night. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stick a specific night. Um, it's been Thursdays before. This year we switched it over to Tuesdays due to... 
Probably switch back to Thursday. Probably be switching back year. to Thursday in the next in the next year. Um, but or I should say this year, twenty twenty. Yeah, um, oh yeah, people are gonna be in twenty twenty when they're listening to us. Yeah. we're speaking into the future. We're dude. speaking into the future here. Whoa. Uh, so. <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. Sorry, I got distracted. Cool that. But yeah, so date I, nights. We love date, date nights. nights. We love date nights, and I think that that's been something that's been a really good constant. And I think whether it varies from having a really busy week and we stay home and make chicken nuggets and french fries and watch a Disney movie to actually going out and doing something fun like a fancy dinner or going and um, looking at Christmas lights or things mm-hmm. like that. Like going just to Barnes and Noble going to Barnes and, and, uh, and Noble. evaluating the design of the books. Yeah, rating the, the designs of the books and how they would do it and if there's the any changes. Game we have. Yep, fun little game. But things like that where it's just like the, the intentionality piece yeah. of this is a night that we are going to spend together and we are going to, in the best of our ability, like shut our brains off from mm-hmm. ministry, from quite honestly, like even like the work life of it, yeah. um, to focus on each other and to come back mm-hmm. to the number one like ministry of yeah. life, which is family. I feel like we communicate a lot too. And we've learned the balance of what things we don't need to over talk or communicate about and which ones are really vital and we're constantly learning that yes that is a forever navigation thing of how many details to share with each other what is important information what's going to make us feel like we're on the same page and in a team and what's going to possibly cause unnecessary hurt or resentment because ministry life is messy yep and people are messy. And if you think that um, any church that you're a part of has a perfect work culture and perfect staff and perfect people involved, you are sadly mistaken because we're human and we're flawed and we're all figuring it out. And there's a lot of grace that goes around and navigating it can be messy, but it's so worth it. Yeah. It's again, that beauty and the mess piece. Yep. And I feel like we have also talked a lot, not that this is a lot easier in talk than it is in practice, but our vocabulary and our language also helps create our reality. Mm-hmm. Like what we focus on. And one of the things we've talked about a lot is that our marriage is our first ministry. Yep. It's our first priority. Our family is our first priority. Right now it's just us. But I feel like we're working really hard to set that foundation that family comes first, even before we have kids. And one good example of a time where you really made me feel loved and valued when it came to ministry is that snowstorm last year. Caleb's smirking at you. Yep. I, well, me, I guess. But not not them. Hi, friend. Anyways, uh, there was a snowstorm, and I was driving to church, and we have a roundabout by our apartment, and I was so afraid I was going to get stuck in the street, because there was like half a foot or more of snow that day, and it was one of those situations where if I would have stopped, I would have gotten stuck. Yep. And all of a sudden, I got panicky and scared because there, there was just a trigger in my past of feeling um, unprotected and and not cared for when it comes to specifically winter driving. I had a really specific, like, emotional, personal trigger. But I felt like because Caleb was at church that if I got stuck, there would be no one to help me and no one to 
come bail me out and I would be alone and not taken care of and all of a sudden I started bawling while also driving my car through like six inch, eight inch deep snow trying not to get stuck and like mascara running into my eyes and it was a mess. But I got to church and Caleb was in nursery that day because it was a snowstorm and our nursery worker couldn't get to church. So Caleb is the fill-in for everyone. Yep. That's a big part of his job. He takes whatever other people can't make it to do. And so I wound up going and just being back in nursery with him that day because I just didn't want to sit in church service alone and ended up telling you that I was like, I was so afraid of getting stuck and not having someone and you were so great in that process and you just like affirmed to me that you're like, no matter what, I will come and bail you out. Even if it is in the middle of, you know, Sunday work and all that craziness, which obviously work is work and it's a priority, but it was just like one little kind of silly situation where you made me feel like I was more valuable to you at the end of the day than your job. Yep. Which when you're working for God, it's a hard it balance. can be hard. And I, my, a lot of my experiences growing up as a pastor's kid were really tough, which made us transitioning into being pastor and pastor's wife. A tough, messy transition. A lot of counseling. A lot of tears. We were just talking about what advice we would give a couple that is starting a youth group. What did we say this morning, Caleb? We were saying that um, that they were, would cry together and pray together. And yeah. uh, trust, God trust God and cry together. And, and <laughs> all, all of that. Just being... That's good. Yeah, it's tough to prioritize each other, but we've even just had to set a standard of who we are pastoring and what is of most importance. And we talked about this recently. We really made like a list for ourselves that the priority is pastoring ourselves, then pastoring our family, then pastoring actually our youth leaders. Mm -hmm. We love them. Then our students, then the church at large, when it comes to like your role within the church. Yep. And that being your priority list. Because we have had to learn how to say no to other people a lot. And people who are um, maybe lower on our priority list, which sometimes feels mean to say. But we, you can't be all things to all people in the way of being always accessible. Even Jesus wasn't always accessible. And there was, I forget where we heard it, but there's, there was a quote or a thought that was something that I, at least I hold on to, which is um, the idea of our greatest no can actually, our, our, our no can be our greatest yes. True. Um, in the aspect of then you're allowing yourself to give yourself fully to the people that you are investing in and pouring into you or even just spending time with. And that doesn't mean that that no for that one person doesn't mean you don't hang out with them ever again. Yeah. It's the, but it's more so the priority piece in that moment, like where on the level of my priorities um, and it may sound weird, but that place of priorities to you, like, where is that and where am I right now in that? Mm -hmm. And it does this fit in that place. Yeah. And I became really, I remember last year I was really passionate to you about this concept that I didn't want to be sacrificed on the altar of ministry. So often people who feel called by God into ministry can sacrifice a lot. 
And there's things that God will call you to sacrifice. And they're really powerful. And it's powerful to sacrifice sometimes finances or fame or whatever it is. But when it comes to our families, there's such a fine line of saying yes to God with our whole heart while also not usurping the order that God has created. God's ministry is family. Yeah. I mean, even the example of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. it is a family-like aspect. And they all work in unison together, and they never make a decision unless all three are, like, in a place. I mean, even Jesus talked about, like, I only see what I, like, I only do what I see the Father doing. Yeah. And so, so much of ministry mm-hmm. does come back to family. Yeah. And that's, I think, something that even in our world, like, like even us, like, we've experienced certain people in the Christian world that are really going after that, that heart of family and bringing yeah. the heart of family back and doing ministry as family, but also doing life as family. And it's hard. And messy. it's really hard. It's messy. And it's really easy to say in theory on yep. a sermon and really hard to live it out. Oh, absolutely. It's not an easy thing. It's definitely a hard thing, but it's that reminder of that's that's where the true, like, ministry and the true, like, like, power of God comes in and where you actually see lives transformed um, because people see, again, in that beautiful mess, like, people, like, families being full of joy and and peace and hope and love for so many people. Yeah, and that's, that's where we really want to start our, all of our ministry comes from the place of, of intimacy of we first live it out in our family, yep. first live it out in our lives, which also sometimes is, yeah, again, messy. <laughs> and we do that. Um, so what does it look like for us to do ministry together and separate? How do we balance the, our personal passions as well as what we feel like we're called to do together as a couple? Again, I think this is a learning thing, but mm-hmm. I think something that's been helpful for both of us is we both are we both tend to be, again, growing up as pastor's kids and even myself, I was a camp director's kid um, for about eight years. This mindset of stepping in and serving in areas that um, aren't being filled or aren't being done um both in a marriage sense or even just in a place of we we also love just serving people and loving people um but learning how much we we are to invest and pour into the other one's ministry um and where's the line to you what's too far to to where it gets to the place of this is more their role and not mine yeah um even in the place of like an example of like you and Wild Abide, like this piece of there's there's mm-hmm. only so much I can do to help you. Am I tempted to make Caleb edit the whole podcast? Yeah. Is that actually going to happen? No, no. I'm editing the podcast myself in this, uh, you know, DIY stage of business because I know that your time is better used elsewhere. Right. And even though it's something you're probably going to be better at than I would be. I won't say if I will or not, but... <laughs> I, um, but then, and then at the same time, there's the balance balance of that, what we are able to do in each other's things, even though we are so easily, we easily hop into supporting each other's dreams. And we're easily excited about 
the things that the Lord's doing in both of our lives because of how much of a cheerleader we are for each other. Mm-hmm. and it's really easy for us just to hop in and be like well I'll take all my time invested in that after like all the extra time I have like yeah. here's what I'm doing for my things and then the extra time I'm going to invest we all. don't have a hard time being a team no we have to actually usually work on figuring out how much of a team we can be while also being obedient to the unique individual things God has placed in our lives. And that's where I think the biggest learning piece, at least for me, has been this reminder and this this place of reminding, like, what are those things that the Lord's spoken to mm-hmm. me specifically um, and has put on placed on my heart that he that I know he wants me to step into and wants me to go into and to really not be weirded out by focusing on me in that place um and to actually allow myself to be like okay lord like how do I how do I take those steps and like what in that as I'm asking and I'm seeking the lord on those things he then can in that process I ask okay lord like even in that like what's Olivia's place in it what's Olivia's role in this like is she able to like where's her boundary lines to it and not that like I'm restricting her it's just even more so like there's that we've learned that there's healthy like patterns in boundaries and there's healthy patterns in how much one person needs to do like even in the place of admin stuff you don't need to worry about the admin things that I I do with youth ministry unless it's planning a party unless it's planning a party and it's fun I love parties or like the last week when we went and got blankets blanket pieces for like tie blankets yeah if it's fun then I'll add you in but if it's not and it's just the more logistical like mundane things you don't have to worry about it okay let's move into talking a bit about dreaming because we're talking about dreaming with God for 2020 and beyond and I want to talk a little bit about both you and me Mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit Caleb how has the way you dream change since meeting me the word that popped in my head when you first asked me this was i was optimistic i feel like you have helped my brain to be more optimistic about my dreaming and not be super practical because i think sometimes i can get into my head and when i'm dreaming about something i think of sometimes like all of the steps and not just being like you know what like lord like what's the first one or what's like, how do I just activate this thing? Like, if it's really you, like, how do I activate it and just start with the one and actually start focusing? I, I tend to focus on all of it all at once and I get overwhelmed and then I just forget about it. Your optimism and your um, even like tenacity in it to like really push hard in it has been something that has encouraged me in that. And I think you've also been really good at reminding me in the midst of because you were definitely more of a dreamer than I was when we first met um Mm -hmm. I think I was a dreamer but I just didn't necessarily maybe activate that part of my heart as much and I don't know if you knew quite how to just actually step out and go after your dreams yeah and I think you awakened that more in me and you brought that out and I and you're almost just like the 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 joy that radiated off of you and the excitement that radiated radiated off of you made me want that more and made me want to like believe for the dreams more cute wow why are you so cute i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all the giggles his dimple is out guys it's cute i also want to talk 
little bit about Enneagram. This is not an Enneagram podcast. We are not getting into all things Enneagram. Enneagram is not an end-all, be-all, perfect magic Mm -hmm. spell. Nope. By any means. But it can be a useful tool for understanding ourselves and others. And in our relationship, it has been helpful at times to just process through what things mean for us. Do you want to tell people your Enneagram number, Caleb? I'm a two. It's a helper. I'm a helper. Yep. And I am a seven, which of course I sing it because... You're an enthusiast. Yeah, everything is fun. It is a fun time until it's not. That's accurate. (laughs) I love about our combination together that the twos and sevens, I read somewhere online once, they are the most hospitable couple. Yes. Which is our jam. Because we are all about creating safe spaces for people and having fun and a party and inviting people in and welcoming them and serving them and loving them. And so that is one of the magic, powerful things. I think of us as a dynamic duo. But there are definitely some challenges that come from dreaming as a two. Yes. Sevens? Dreaming ain't hard for us. We got this. We can dream all day, forever and ever. Amen. All day, every day. All day, every day. But twos tend to have a little bit harder time really connecting with what they want, Mm -hmm. with their heart, their needs and desires, and also, I think, being assertive enough to make it happen and to risk disappointing people. And tourists disappoint themselves. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your challenges as a two when it comes to dreaming. Well, and I'll say this to you, like earlier on we were talking to you about some of the, some of the competitiveness or the um, different um, like uh, emotions that we got from early on in like dating Mm -hmm. and marriage when it came to ministries and what God was calling us to. And I think a lot of that stemmed from me not knowing what I wanted. Yeah. And I think that that was a mixture of both me not actually asking myself and like even with God's guidance in like, what do I want? And also not hearing exactly what he wanted for me. And so I just wanted to like add that into that piece of, I think that that like looking back that I think that that was a lot of it. And I think um, not allowing myself to really ask myself like what I wanted caused a lot of those thoughts. And I had a hard time not plowing forward. Because I knew what I wanted, and I'm going to go for it. If I want something, I go for it. I make it happen. It's not that hard for me. Like, the sticking with it long term, that's hard for me. But, like, finding, figuring out what I want and going for it comes pretty easily. And so it would annoy and frustrate me because I'd just be, like, running after the thing that I felt like God was calling me to do. And it was hard for me to sometimes slow down long enough to really give you the space that you needed right and I think that that I think that there was even fear for me because I think for for me at least and this may not be a two thing but this like as far as like an Enneagram like you know specific thing or whatever but I think for me I I like the the knowing that I am in this for the long haul that I am doing what I'm doing with purpose and with um with like the Lord's backing 
And I think in that season, I really was just struggling because yeah. like we even had mentioned too, like I had been job hunting for six plus months mm -hmm. and really not finding something um, and really just in, in a lot of cases doubting my own ability um, in which I went through a similar season and you went through a similar yeah and so that's a normal thing it's a normal it's thing super if, if any of you guys are like graduating college right now or in those like first few years out of school there's so much grace and don't know what you want to do with your life yeah it's same there's grace and we're here for you and if yeah. you need to talk you can talk to either one of us and for sure. we're we're here you guys can Follow me on my Instagram uh, at Kale Baldness, but uh, that's gonna be a question later. <laughs> oh, is it okay? Well, <laughs> well, now you know, guys. Now you, you know. have to listen to the end of the episode. You don't even have Just to leave. No, yeah, I'm kidding. Right. Don't. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> stay. Um, I anyways, wanna, I want to hear what has helped you connect with your heart enough to dream, especially as a two, as someone who's so others focused. What's helped you hone in to what God desires and what you desire? Honestly, I think a lot of it comes down to you, you pushing me to really like do that because that's so easy for you and just like your personality to just really like write down and jot down things and you really pushed me um, to sit down and be like, you need to ask yourself like what you want. Like what are the desires of your heart? And I remember there was moments and I still have the files like to this day on my computer that I like will go back and read that were just things of like, Lord, like I know right now my heart is like, in areas of, I think I highlighted like youth and communication mm -hmm. and like my heart for wanting to really impact the, the generations under me from anywhere from, you know, youth to college to all those people. Um, and also be able to use the skills and the talents and the artistic ability that the Lord has given me to communicate the gospel. Um, and just really my heart and desire for those things. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what that means, but I want to go after that. Um, and so you really helped me like, push me to go sit down and write um and to really sit down and like ask myself those questions and to really like dig deep in my heart um and to remind me that it's okay to focus on me and not focus on others mm -hmm. and I think in the process too I think some other things too I know in that season um or even a little later into the season when I was actually starting at the church and I was working on even like my licensure and things like that a lot of the books that I was reading was a lot of just like going back to like the heart of God and like seeking him and, and um, really going after like what he's calling you into. And, and so much of doing that, like you only find it in the heart of God. Like you only find out like where God's calling you by going to back to like the heart of God and the heart of the father and allowing him to actually speak into you. Um, and a lot of those books were even like leading me to that too. Um, and just really saying like, what are you wanting in this like life? And like what, what do you like what are the defining things in your life that you feel the lord is like highlighting that like those are the places that you're going to have influence and that you're going to speak into you that's good so this will transition well into how do we dream together what does it look like for us to have a unified vision for our family and one of the things that it looks like is i organize dreaming and planning dates yeah you do I love them. You love them a lot. They fill my heart. We have one planned for January 1st. You don't know that yet, but... I'm not surprised because we did that last year on oh. the 1st, and it's kind of a typical a time. Thing. At the beginning of any new season in our life, ministry, work, we try to sit down and even just like go have coffee at Starbucks across the street or do something that will even just get us out of the apartment 
and sit down and talk through our dreams, our expectations, our schedule. I'm a planner and I like having a plan mm-hmm. and knowing what we're doing, what we're going after, how, especially in busy seasons, how we're going to make it happen, how we're going to make our priorities for each other still strong be practical with that but also just make sure that we have vision for the season and a purpose for it so it's not just lost in busyness mm-hmm. in addition to our little dreaming dates what are some other ways that we work together to have that unified vision i mean i think in the midst of even just like i think we're really good at communicating and talking through things together like i'm like mad props to us, i think for that um and i think that in that communication piece, we're constantly reminding each other, like, of our priorities and, like, what our heart for ministry and our heart for life is supposed to look like, even as we think about, you know, future family with kids and things like that, and how we know we want, like, our first ministries to our family and our first ministries to our kids um, and to you. And and kind of focusing back in on that, I think, really helps in the, in the knowing of, like, okay, I know that at the end of the day, that's Olivia's main focus when even if we get to a place where someday we're both doing crazy things and we could also not but you know what like at the end of the day like we both know it's like if we're ministering to our family and that's all the lord gives us that's enough mm-hmm. and we're we're leaving a legacy with our children and teaching them how to walk in a life of being in the presence of god and being with yeah. the father um and so i think reminding at least for me reminding myself of those like moments and reminding myself of that and being able to in moments of maybe doubt, ask you and remind you like, hey, what's our focus again? Um, and being able to come back to that place of like, oh, that's right, that's that's where it is. Because um, then that makes it easier for me to be able to come alongside you in the dreams that you have that are more focused on you and more focused on what the, the Lord is calling you to. And not that that's a bad thing because we are two different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, it does affect us both and we both are the greatest cheerleaders and advocates for each other's like goals and and and. Uh, ministries um but it allows us to push each other further in those dreams how often do i tell you a new dream plan or goal late at night in bed almost nightly if not at least (laughs) weekly oh guys the problem she's she's (laughs) she's really great at it and she's really good and i think if anything i think what's been fun is we've learned how we're learning. We're learning. We're learning. Do not have it learned. No, we don't have it learned. Well, no. Yeah. We are learning how to figure out our rhythms and how my brain that never stops and never shuts up with ideas, how to manage it in a way most effective. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and also just we're learning how to activate the next steps in things yeah. too. Like, like being able to ask each other when we have these dreams that come up and we get really passionate mm-hmm. and excited to be like, okay, what's the next step? Yeah. And, and kind of almost bring some practicality to it. Not that we have to always bring practicality to dreaming. Um, I, we're not necessarily encouraging that, but it's also not a bad thing to at least seek that out and ask the Lord or okay. ask your spouse um, or both. Something that I'm really passionate about when it comes to dreaming, and you already know this, Caleb, and our listeners probably know this, and if not, they're going to get a whole earful about it on this podcast over the course of the next few months and the Define Your Dreams workshop and all those things. But I am a big believer in having space to dream without necessarily going into execution. Yep. And going into the practical stuff. Like, 
what do you dream about if there is no limits, if you aren't having to take all the seasons of life and stuff into consideration, but that's not like the end place either. Right. There's also the practicality and the doing and the action steps, the next steps and the planning and executing part that is rooted in dreaming, but it's still separate from it. And sometimes people try to mush those together, I think a little too quickly and wind up feeling really overwhelmed. Yeah. Which I get. Right. I can get overwhelmed when I go to goal setting and we just look back on our goals for 2019 and guys, we did not make most of them. We had a good chunk of them. Date night. We D did really good. Date night well. we did well. That was one of the things we're like, well, at least we got date night. <laughs> yep. That was a rhythm and we've gotten a lot better at, I think, our rest and Sabbath. Um, still progress because it's a practice, not an arrival. But I think it's time for us to head into rapid fire. You ready for this, Kayla? Sure, let's go for it. You ready for this? Bring it on. What? Okay, as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? The first thing I ever wanted to be when I was little was a zoologist. Yes, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yes, I wanted to work with animals. I literally had at one point when I was in elementary school, I went to the Minnesota Zoo. For anyone that lives in the Midwest, uh, I went to the Minnesota Zoo because they have a zoo camp that I went to for a week. <laughs> and I took care of things. I, I had one day where my job was to feed the piranhas. I did not know that. I, yeah, I had a giant bucket of fish. And like little minnows and we got to put it in the bucket and we like me and the other guy that were like supposed to do it We told all of our like all the other kids in the camp like hey guys come watch We're gonna we're gonna feed the prawns and everyone like was watching <laughs> me like went and put it down And within like seconds also you just see like water moving around you couldn't see anything. It was pretty fun. Wow Okay, and then because these rapid-fire questions I ask everyone else and I never answer myself I figured this would be a good time for me to answer good time them for you too. To answer, yeah I wanted to be a missionary. I'm Not shocked. <laughs> so stupidly spiritual. It's fine. Um, and then I thought that meant that I had to be a nurse. Because I thought that that's how you became a missionary. Well, of course. Yeah, of course. Be a nurse. But I also, <laughs> when I first heard about Amy Carmichael, I went home and told my mom after Sunday school that I wanted to rescue girls out of temple slavery in India when I grew up. Classic live. Actually, though, so I was really weird, but you know what? God used it. Second question. How is your life today different than what you dreamed it would be in college? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, vastly different. Uh, I was thinking at this point in my life, I was going to be in a creative agency, whether it was corporate, wasn't hoping it to be corporate, but if it was, um, to work towards even like work for like a nonprofit organization to do design and eventually become a creative director. Um, cause I had felt at the time that the board had kind of shut doors from ministry. Um, at least in the case of, um, like, you know, the typical route and maybe more of like, okay, well, we gotta go work for a nonprofit organization that like equips like or other ministry organizations with communication skills and things like that so vastly different didn't really think well maybe maybe i thought that i'd be married at 23 but or even 21 uh 21 for that matter that's but when that's when we got married but maybe i didn't my life is 
half what I dreamed, half what I didn't dream. It's a really weird mixture for me because I want to be a lot of things and have wanted to be a lot of things. So I can say that I probably have dreamed of every conceivable thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's hard for me just picking one. Which, you only got one life. I only got one shot. One shot. Not gonna miss my shot. <laughs> Hopefully we don't get like copyright issues for all the lyrics we've been referencing. Anyways. Akuna Matata. What I wanted to do when I was, say, like a junior in college was I wanted to pursue writing, speaking, and humanitarian photography. I got a degree in social work, guys, but I think I kind of knew most of the way along the way that, that probably wasn't the tradition. I wasn't going to use that in a traditional sense. I thought I might work for a nonprofit, an anti-trafficking nonprofit, or do something in social entrepreneurship or program development, um, some sort of maybe direct work with women in abuse or domestic violence situations. But I think deep down in my heart, I knew I wanted to do essentially what I'm doing right now. I'm not doing humanitarian photography, which that is something that I've had to mourn and grieve in certain ways. And we've talked through that a lot. That when I graduated college, that's what I really wanted to pursue and give my whole heart to. And then my life took a very different turn. And part of that turn included Caleb. Because mm -hmm. we met right at the end of my college experience. So it's very different. I didn't think I would be married so early and so young. I did not think I was going to be a pastor's wife. Literally, I was told by one of my youth leaders my senior year of high school that he thought I was going to be a pastor's wife someday. And I laughed at him and said, nope, I'm never doing that to my kids. Well, here we are. <laughs> here we are, friends. Here we are. God, I didn't want to be a pastor. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you eat your words. Next question. If you could give your 20-year-old self any advice, what would it be? Trust the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Basic. And uh, get ready for a whirlwind. Yeah. Because... Even though I said I didn't want to be a pastor at that point, I love every second of it now. Yeah. I would tell myself it's funny. Enjoy the process. Don't rush. Because that was when I really started learning how to dream of God. And it was a really great season of my life when I was 20. And while I wouldn't go back, because I love my life now, it was a really good stretch. And I wish I would have really seen it and felt it in that season last question what is a fun random dream that you have for the future this can be like a place to travel to a random hobby to learn etc just not career related i'm gonna be an overachiever and say two the first one that i would love to do is learn to play the keys uh because i when i was younger i played guitar but not like like Piano, yeah. Yeah, the, I was gonna tease you like. Yeah, not. You keys. already play the computer keyboard. I do play the computer keyboard. You um, know all the shortcuts. Know all the shortcuts to the keys on that. Um, but the the piano, um, I'd love to learn to play because I had played uh, guitar when I was in a little bit when I was in elementary and middle school, and then played the bass. Um, What's your second one? My second one is to uh, go to New Zealand and walk the trail of. 
uh, the Lord of the Rings, where they went from all the, on all the mountains, because it's about a day trip to walk at all, that you see in all the scenes of, of Lord of the Rings. Caleb's not a nerd at all. <laughs> not a nerd at all. I love it. For me, I haven't actually thought about this question, even though I'm asking other people it. One of my random dreams is I really want to go to India. That's at the top of my list. Another dream that I have that I don't think is going to happen anytime soon is to get a camper and travel around the whole country. You need to like get a truck. Six months. <laughs> hey, but you can't give me six months to go travel around the country. So we both can't get what we want right now. It's fine. It's chill. It's chill. But that has been something. Caleb, do you have any last words of wisdom for our listener today? Stay lit, fam. (sighs) (laughs) Stay salty and lit? Salty and lit, fam. On that note, I am very much so married to a youth pastor. (laughs) You probably will hear more of my voice. Or at least hear more about me. We would love to do more of these little conversations in the future. Just know that they're not going to be perfect. It's very... We're learning. This is our very messy, real raw. Please also ask us for our advice and opinions in 10 or 20 years. Because right now, it is the messy middle. It will be in 10 or 20 years, though, too. Yeah. But we'll have a little more life experience. Yeah. But right now, we're just talking from the little bit that we have. I think sometimes it's really helpful hearing from people in just maybe one season ahead of us, then sometimes like 20 seasons ahead of us. Yeah. Because there's just that relatability of like, hey, this is what we just walked through. This is what the Lord just taught us. Like, this is fresh and recent. And so we want to be open books and share with you guys what we're learning as we just do life and ministry and marriage and all the things. We're going to have Caleb come back on another time to talk about mental health and marriage and what that looks like. So if you have any questions for Caleb, for me, that you'd like to see covered in a future show, you can send an email to info at thewildabide.com or send us a DM on Instagram. And Caleb, where can people find you on the internet webs? You can find me on Facebook and you can find me on Instagram at, at Caleb Olness. You've been listening to the Wild Abide podcast with Olivia and Caleb. <laughs> we can't wait to talk to you guys again soon in the future. But as of now, have a great day. Have a great week. It would mean the world to us if you screenshot this and shared this on your Instagram stories, tagging at Wild Abide and at Caleb Allness. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.